In this episode of 2000 Books, Dave Kirpin, the founder of Likeable Local and Likeable Media, explores the paradox of people skills, that the best way to influence and persuade people is to do the exact opposite of what we have been taught to do all along, what we've been trained to do all along. Well, hello, hello, my ambitious friends, and welcome to 2000 Books. Every Monday and Wednesday, we bring you the most important actionable ideas from the world's greatest books for ambitious entrepreneurs, books in the field of startups, marketing, sales, productivity, management, leadership, strategy, personal development, and much, much more. And I am your host, Manny Vaya. Dave Kirpin is the founder and CEO of Likeable Local, a social media software company serving thousands of small businesses. He is also the chairman and founder of Likeable Media, an award-winning social media and word-of-mouth marketing agency. He's a venture partner at Gen Y Capital Partners, an early-stage venture firm. Dave is also a New York Times best-selling author of Likeable Social Media, How to Delight Your Customers, Create an Irresistible Brand, and Be Generally Amazing on Facebook and other social networks. He followed up Likeable Social Media with two more books, likable business and likable leadership. Today we're talking about his most recent book, The Art of People, 11 simple people skills that will get you everything you want. Dave, that's quite a resume. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Um, let's let's start off. I want our listeners to get to know you, your business story that led you to writing this book. Sure. So this is the third book I've done. And you know, uh, my first uh, two companies are called uh, Likeable Media and Likeable Local, and they uh, both companies help uh, uh, brands and small businesses uh, manage social media. And so the first book I wrote was called Likeable Social Media, and it was an attempt to kind of scale what we were doing and, and, and help more people manage their social media presence. And that book has done really, really well, fortunately for me. And... Uh, I realized as I was talking about that book that the principles of likable social media, things like listening, transparency, authenticity, gratitude, responsiveness, these principles don't just apply to managing social media, but they apply to business as well. And so the second book I wrote was called Likable Business and took those principles and applied them to, to business. Well, once again, as I was speaking around the world about the topics of, of, of likable business, I realized that these same principles don't just apply to social media. They don't just apply to business. They apply to everything in life because really, ultimately, uh, if, if you want to get what whatever you want to get out of life, it, it's about people and influencing people and getting people to help you uh, succeed. So that's really what the art of people is all about. And uh, it's been a great uh, run both uh, with businesses and with our uh, books. Absolutely. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more on the fact that uh, no matter what you want to get in life, we, we have to work with people and figure out a way to 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 work the best we can with the people who matter the most. And uh, let's start off by deep diving into, I think, one of the core concepts in the book, which is the, 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 the fact that we need to understand ourselves before we actually go out to try to deal with people and get ourselves to be liked by other people. Right, right. So a lot of people kind of just jump into trying to influence people without really better, without really understanding themselves and how they tick. And so I, I dedicate the first section of the book to, uh, to the importance of exploring uh, better understanding yourself. And there's a lot of different tools 
to do that. Uh, the tool that I, I like uh, the most uh, is, a, is a personality assessment called the Enneagram, which uh, has been uh, around for centuries and is actually more, more reliable than Myers-Briggs and, and DISC and some of the more famous personality assessments. And there's a copy of the Enneagram uh, uh, assessment in the book as well so that you can uh, understand yourself from that perspective and understand what your biggest uh, strengths and weaknesses are in communications from, from that perspective. Right. And I took the Enneagram test after I read the book or after I listened to the book. And the key for me was achiever. And I think you were an achiever, too. Yes, so. <laughs> yes, a fellow, a fellow three. Very exciting. Well, fellow three. Yeah, well, it's always nice to talk to a fellow three. And actually, threes are a little bit more likely to be uh, podcasters. So, because so, so I'm not shocked because you know we we like being the center of attention. So uh, it doesn't surprise me that you host your own show. <laughs> so what 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 is the key? Like as a as a three as an achiever, what is your biggest takeaway in terms of the art of people per se? Well, for me, you know, it's about understanding what my biggest uh, potential uh, 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 challenges are and pitfalls are. So I don't know about you, but for me as a three, I, I really suffer greatly from uh, the, uh, I, the uh, just say yes syndrome, the I'll do it syndrome. So, mm-hmm. you know, people are always asking me for stuff and I'm always saying yes because I don't because I want to just achieve in everything and, and, and not let anyone down. And I, I've had to learn that uh, the best thing for me to do is actually to say no to a lot more things so that I can be better at the things that I do say yes to. And that's, that's been a, a great way of rewriting my own narrative. And I think that, you know, whatever your personality type is, um, you're not going to really be able to change yourself. But if you can better understand yourself, you can rewrite your, your story, you can rewrite your narrative to, to better uh, meet your needs. Absolutely. That self-awareness is so important. I mean, we can try you know it's almost like a fish trying to climb a tree doesn't really work it's much mm. better a fish being a fish exactly uh, yeah. very well said <laughs> um and that, and i think uh, as i step back from the book as i as i studied the book uh, i think one of the key takeaways for me was just the fact just 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 the art of listening and in some ways it manifests itself in so many different ideas that you have in the book but let's start there let's start at the basic i think it's the most fundamental skill we can develop and it's one of the hardest for a reason that i don't understand yet Hmm. yeah yeah you know i tell a story in the book about a friend of mine who got off an airplane and said you know he just met the most interesting person and um and I said, oh, well, uh, what, what did he do for a living? And uh, he said, actually, I'm not sure. And I said, well, uh, wh- where was he from? And he said, oh, actually, I'm not sure about that. And I said, well, what can you tell me about this really awesome person that you're talking about? He said, you know, actually, uh, I guess I was doing most of the talking. And, and you know, I realized that, um, you know, th- this person had just come to my friend had come to adore this person and, and he didn't know anything about it. But all he knew, all that really had happened was that he was a really, really good listener. And so I, I think you hit the nail on the head. As, as important as listening is, we all think we're better listeners than we really are. And we all could use a lot more help uh, becoming better listeners. And because of that, uh, most people go through life really often feeling unlistened uh, to and unheard and not understood and even a little lonely at some times. So when you can be the person that actually listens, the person that actually cares, the person that actually asks questions 
really sincerely wanting to know what the other person is saying, you're going to stand out from the most of the rest of the world that isn't really a very, very good listener. Yeah, it's it's almost like a it's it's a paradox. It's it, it is a paradox to me because you know in order to be interesting, we need to be interested. In order to influence, we need to be influenced. Or you know, I think it's 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 so difficult to wrap our heads around the idea that what we want the most is actually what we need to give the most. Exactly. And it, I, I, I totally agree with you. It is a little bit of a catch-22. And, you know, so many people think the way to persuade people is to talk more, uh, when in reality, it's to talk less and to listen more and be more attentive and be more caring. And so much of the book, as you said, uh, takes this core concept uh, and explores it in different ways. Yeah, and I think uh, you've laid out quite a few reasons that I want to explore here for why actually listening is a way better tool of persuasion than any other tool could ever be. And one of them, it's, you say, is it allows you to understand the person you want to influence because that's when you can actually tap into their goals, their ambitions, their desires, their dreams, and everything else. It, 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 exactly, exactly. The The better you understand people, uh, the better you will be able to uh, build a relationship with them and, and eventually, uh, as I said, kind of get uh, get what you want yeah. out of the relationship. Yeah, and, and the other thing you said was listening gives us an opportunity to think and that we can listen at 3x, you know, three times faster than we can talk. And that's actually true because I listen to all my audiobooks at 3x the speed. So <laughs> that makes sense. You know, it's funny. Uh, I keep hearing this come up now as audiobooks grow in popularity. And I heard you, you know, mention you listen to my book. I, I actually have not listened to an audiobook at at uh, 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 increased speed, but I'm going to give it a shot soon because it, it's it's all the rage. People keep telling me they listen to two x at at three x at one and a half x at least. So yeah, it's uh, some, something's going on there. It works. I mean, you said it. It allows us, you know, listening. We do. Li we listen way faster than we talk. So anyone who is recording the audio, they are talking into the audio. We can process that information way faster, three times faster. So it allows, you know, it allows for cognition. And it, it actually, um, we might be going away from this important conversation, but this is an important one too. It it, it focuses my focuses your mind onto that. When right. it's slow, you're, you're. It's kind of like I'm. I'm defocused. Yeah, it's almost easy to be more more easy to be distracted. And one of the key elements of listening is focus. And uh, I, I I make the analogy in the book uh, of listening the way your children watch TV. You know, when 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 somebody's watching TV, especially a kid, uh, you know, they're like zoned completely out from everything else and zoned in on the the TV screen. And uh, if you can listen like that, if you can pay attention to another human being like that, then uh, it's going to really work well for you. Yeah, yeah. And and I think there's another or there are sister concepts to this concept of listening that I want to delve in deeper with, with you. Um, so it's maybe tell us some stories or explain us in detail the idea of mirroring and validation, how they're different and how do we really use them? Yeah, so these are our, our, our basic principles uh, of psychology that uh, n not a lot of people do. And I learned it from Entrepreneurs Organization, which is a, a terrific uh, global network of CEO founders that have achieved uh, certain uh, milestones in, in mm -hmm. terms of revenues in their companies. Mm -hmm. uh, highly recommended to uh, the entrepreneurs out there that uh, once, they've, once they've achieved a little, a little success. And uh, it's very, very simple. 
Uh, mirroring is repeating back what you hear within a special uh, with, uh, with special focus on the feelings that you hear somebody repeating back to you. And it seems, it seems a, a, a little odd, a little forced sometimes at first, but it works really, really well. So for instance, you know, if, uh, if, uh, if, if you, you, you and I were friends uh, or colleagues and, um, you know, you came into work one day and you said, uh, uh, I just got a parking ticket. Uh, uh, I'm so upset. You might say, oh, oh, you just got a parking ticket. Oh, so upset. That would be mirroring. And, mm-hmm. and it's really powerful to hear somebody, uh, mirror you. Now, validation is like mirroring 201. It's the, it's the more, it's the more advanced version. And in validation, you're actually taking what you're hearing you're, uh, and then you're, you're experiencing it to the extent possible. You're actually putting on the shoes of the other person uh, and you're, uh, you are actually experiencing it and, and validating how they must feel. So, you know, that same example, you come in, you're, you're, you're to work, you're upset. You say, I'm so, you know, I just got a parking ticket. I'm so upset. I might say, oh, oh I hate that. I know. I just, when that happens to me, I just can't stand it. Oh, but you must be just furious or, and, and, and it, it's really powerful because you have this person, this other human being that's not only listening to you, but is really demonstrating that they understand what you're going through. It's, 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 it's almost magical how powerful it is. And yet some of us, you know, don't do it because we seem, you know, we, it may feel like, well, the mirroring is obvious, but, uh, Having practiced this for several years now with entrepreneurs organization, I can tell you uh, firsthand that it it, it really, really uh, works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is a trepidation there. You feel like the other person is going to call you out on your bullshit and say, you're telling me the same thing I just told you. But it seems like that's not what happens because we're just all hurting to be heard. Exactly. And, you know, give it a try. And the, the the one thing I will say is you have to have some sincerity with 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 everything in this book and certainly with this. You have to be sincere. You can't just kind of go through the motions because then it will be just like that you're repeating back. But if you can actually um, sincerely mirror and validate and, and meet the person where they are and, and, and understand where they are, uh, absolutely that will work. If it doesn't work, I will give you a money back guarantee on this book. <laughs> I will, I will write you gladly write you a check. In fact, if you buy the book and, and anyone doesn't like the book, I, I offer a money back guarantee. Simply, uh, tweet me or email me and i would be, be thrilled to send you a check. You don't even need to send me the book back. Nice. This is this is great. Um, I'm sure nobody wants to return the book because we have to highlight it and all that fun stuff. So it's not going to happen, Dave. Well, so far so good, but I like to put it out there uh, because uh, I'm, I'm I'm confident and I and I want to get uh, the book out there to as many people as possible and and really help people. Uh, you know, there's something. None of I've done three books now, and and I will tell you, there's no rocket science in there. I I am not a I am not a uh, rocket scientist, but mm-hmm. I share my experiences, and I think that a lot of things that we take for granted, like listening, um, we can get much better at. I really do. That's great. And I want to delve into that whole validation topic. And I think there's a story in the book about that customer service representative. And I'm not sure if you can jog your memory and tell the story, but it's a great one because it really puts brings this whole thing into light. 
Sure, sure. So, uh, yeah, I, I, obviously we all have issues uh, with various companies and things that go wrong, and we call customer service, and, and many of us have had very difficult experiences when we call customer service. But, you know, the experience that I wrote about in the book was, was a little different. Uh, essentially, you know, I called up, and I was, uh, I was really angry at the cable TV company. And uh, uh, when I reached the customer service rep, um, I, I complained and I, you know, and I, and I, I, I said, I need help. And I was trying to stay calm, but I was really angry. And the person just did an amazing job of validating. She said something to me like, wow, I hear you saying you've been waiting for over an hour to talk with us and your bill is over $250 more than it should be. You must be so angry and frustrated. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm angry and frustrated. And she said, Man, I would be so angry if that happened to me. I'll tell you what. Let me get you all your information and let's see if we can get this sorted out. And if we get disconnected for any reason, I'll call you right back. Boy, I hate when these problems happen to me. And, you know, I'm a customer too. And it, it, it was amazing because it just – it disarmed me. I couldn't be angry anymore when this person had done such a phenomenal job – of, of, of validating me and, 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 and demonstrating that she understood exactly how I felt. I mean, I could almost feel her own anger and frustration at the same company that I was angry at over the phone. And, 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 and that, to me, was the perfect example of the power of, of validation. That's well, so true. That's so true. Because in those moments, I mean, when we try to resist, when we try to resist, whether from outside or within inside, when we try to resist our emotions or our feelings or any of those, it's a, it's like a block. Those feelings stay stuck. Those emotions stay stuck. But when we let them go, when we experience them fully and when we allow them to be, we stop fighting them and then they, they go away. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, so, so you said it very well. Uh, so, so many of us, you know, we, we, when there's conflict, we get defensive. We feel, you know, we feel uh, uh, like we're being attacked. We attack back and we don't just do the, the very important basics of, of, of validating. Um, and when, when we can do that, it does, it, it, it goes really, really well. Um, you know, I talk, I talk a lot about the power of vulnerability in, in, in the book. And, you know, when you can be your authentic, vulnerable self, how powerful it is. It's like, you know, people don't, people don't want to deal with feelings, right? I mean, mm -hmm. when, 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 when your kids, when your kids, when your kid's crying, every adult goes up to the kid and says, don't, don't cry. Why not cry? It's okay to cry, cry, and then get your feelings out and then move on. You know, that's, that's how, that's how, uh, same thing, by the way. By the way, when people are tell me uh, when 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 I, when I say I'm afraid of something, people will say, "Don't be afraid, don't be scared." Well, that's silly. You be scared. Mm -hmm. Life is scary. Entrepreneurship is scary. Mm -hmm. But you know, courage is is being scared and then still acting in the face of that fear. It's totally okay to be scared and 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 to be sad and to feel these these negative feelings. Uh, what's not okay is to to not deal with it. So, uh, yeah, I, I totally totally agree with you. Yeah, what you said there was beautiful. The fact that a lot of times we think we need to be fearless, but it's not, you know, the difference between the people who do things and people who don't are, it's not necessarily the fact that they're fearless. It's just the fact that they are taking action in face of fear. They're doing courage. Courage is, courage is an action, not necessarily just a way of thinking. 
And totally. Courage is, act, is action in the face of fear. And, you know, I, I don't even like the word fearless. It's silly to me. Yeah. Who? No one's fearless. Everyone has fear. It's silly. Everyone, everyone has fear. So to say that anyone is fearless is just it's ridiculous. It, it's, it's basically trying to block out that fear, as you mentioned earlier, block out those feelings. But um, it, it's OK to be fearful. It's not OK to let your fear get in the way. And by the way, I know this is the, this is outside of the scope of the art of people, but because you know there are a lot of entrepreneurs listening, I, I the number one thing that holds entrepreneurs back is fear, uh, fear of failure, uh, fear of success, fear in, in general. And uh, the one of my biggest regrets was just it's just not starting earlier, is being afraid. I was too afraid earlier, and, and I and I didn't uh, and I let that fear get the better of me. And so, to anyone that's listening, uh, that's that has fear, it's okay. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's, that's, right. that's really what it's all about. That's a book. That's a name. That's the name of a book by Susan Jeffers. I'm not sure if you've come across it, but it's a great. Oh, one. I didn't. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. Yeah, feel the fear and do it anyway. It's Susan Jeffers. It's a great one. Um, so let's, let's now let, I want to move into some of the more actionable hands-on kind of stuff as well. And one of those ideas that you have in the book is creating your own advisory board. Uh, tell us about it. How do we go about doing that? Yeah. So, uh, I think, you know, it's funny. I think I'm glad you said that because uh, I've gotten a lot of really great feedback that that's one of the most actionable items in the book. The book is all about action items. Uh, we, we were talk joking before the call of, uh, mm -hmm. 53 of them in, in the <laughs> book. And, and yeah, make, sometimes people think that advisory boards are for big companies, but really you can have an advisory board, even if you're a company of one, even if you're not a company yet and just have an idea. And it's really just about tapping into people in your life that could mentor you or maybe have mentored you and getting them together and, um, you know, kind of making it a formal, uh, thing. Maybe you get, get them together four times a year or once a month. Uh, maybe they're getting together for breakfast. Maybe it's for dinner. Maybe it's for lunch. It's, it's definitely good to get people together around a mealtime. Um, you may you may pay them cash. You may pay them equity. You might just buy them lunch um, and 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 uh, address issues and challenges that you're facing each time. And of course, get get the issues uh, to your advisors ahead of time and give them some time to think and reflect and ask good questions on on those issues. And then what the amazing thing to me about it, we I've had now two advisory boards uh, for two companies uh, dating back maybe six years. So I've probably had, let's see, six times four times two, uh, almost 50 advisory board meetings by now. And um, the thing that's amazing to me is that people just want to help. There are a lot of people out there that want to help. And so, yeah, it's great to pay them, but you know, it's amazing to th that they want to help. And by the way, when they're together, there's an amazing multiplicity effect mm -hmm. in play where people will think of one idea and that will that will uh, spur somebody else in the room to think of another idea. And so you have these, you know, you get together some smart people and suddenly uh, one plus one is three and, 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 and you get just lots of really valuable, valuable uh, uh, feedback. Mm. So I'm going to I'm going to think from our, my listeners perspective here from my audience perspective here and I think one of the trepidations probably they're going through right now is well I am not big enough my business is not big enough what if people say no what if people turn me down what if you know people make fun of the idea or something like that there's this fear that this may not work out as simply as you just laid it out 
Yeah, well, I mean, uh, there's fear in everything, but of course you don't know until you try. I mean, the big thing on the size is, um, uh, look, if you if you uh, don't have a company yet and you're just getting started, you probably can't call Richard Branson and ask him to be in your advisory board. But uh, it doesn't mean that you can't reach out to a friend that has successfully started a business and say, look, you know, I'm, this is what I'm interested in doing. I would love your feedback. And the way that I'm doing it is actually getting a few people together. And, um, you know, if you're interested, I'd love for you to come to a session and I'll lay out, you know, what, what I'd like to do with this group of people. And, you know, I, 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 I can't guarantee that it'll work, but I, I can just tell you that, you know, uh, I, I asked 11 people to be on my first advisory board thinking that, you know, I wanted to have five people. So if I asked 11, I would get five, at least five. And uh, I went 11 for 11. So I ended up with a very large advisory board at first. Um, and, you know, I've certainly had conversations, you know, for several months with folks that have started to implement this and are seeing that, yeah, you're not going to get everyone always, but you're definitely going to get some people, especially people that you've you've built a relationship with over time that you've helped, that you've been there for. I, those those are definitely the people that will say yes to you on something like this. So so a board of advisor and advisory board are very different. A board of advisors is a formal thing, but advisory board is just an informal gathering for for your business's sake. Now, you said you had 11 people when you started off. Um, what was your relationship with them? They were usually friends or partners or investors or all of the above or like I would actually I would actually say none I mean I could certainly call them all friends and a couple of them have invested but really um, much more so I would call them mentors so people that had taught me one thing or another along the way uh, that I looked up to and that wanted to help me and these were people that I felt like I could call up anyway and ask a question and ask for advice Mm. so all I was doing was saying hey instead of me just asking you for advice randomly, um, can I get you together uh, kind of formally uh, once a quarter to ask you for advice? And uh, I think that's why it was successful. So, I mean, I think we all have people in our lives mm-hmm. that we look up to and we consider mentors in one way or another. And mm-hmm. I think those are really the the best um, the best uh, uh, type of p- people for an advisory board. I will say there were a couple of people that I didn't know before they joined the advisory board. And the reason is that I wanted uh, some lawyers and some finance people, and I didn't have mentors in those sp- in, in those categories. And so I ended up getting introductions through friends and, 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 and uh, mentors to the right people uh, in those categories. Mm-hmm. I'd love for you to maybe someday write a book or a big blog article as to exactly how it all works out and that we'd all have a field day actually going into the details and figuring it out. So, Well, uh, challenge accepted. I'll, I will get working on that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right. Another great thing that I learned from your book, and this is something I also learned from Tim Sanders, it's make an intro a day. It's so powerful and something that's hard to do on a daily basis, but I've seen the effects of it on a very simple basis when I have made those introductions. So talk to us about it. Yeah, I think introductions are just the greatest gift that you can give people and uh, very, very powerful. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story uh, for the for the first time uh, ever that I've talked about this story. And uh, so I'm working on a, a surprise for my wife uh, for her 40th birthday and uh, a drive in movie theater. Uh, and I went to the movie theater guy 
and uh, the guy running the movie theater, I wanted him to play this video that I'm, I'm, I'm making for my wife. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he said was, uh, that, uh, that, that'll, that, that, that can't happen. And I said, well, <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a can't person. I said, surely, surely there is a way that that can happen. I mean, for instance, if I offered you thousands of dollars, we could probably make it happen, right? And he said, all right, let's talk. And so the next, so we started talking and, um, uh, by the end of the conversation, I said, look, if you want, if you want me to pay for this, uh, I'd be happy to, but, uh, I, I just wonder whether I could be more helpful, um, you know, in another way of, and of course I got an email back just half an hour later saying, you know, he really wants to get into a new field and, you know, he looked me up and maybe I, there's some people I could introduce him to. And of course I was thrilled and I actually just made the first introduction today and I'll, I'll have several other introductions for him and I hope I can be helpful with those introductions. And, you know, now he's not charging me at all. So, so you know, he, he, even even in this case, this this uh, this man found uh, the 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 thought of an introduction to be much much more valuable than cash. And I just think it, when you can put two people together, um, great things can happen, and they're both going to remember you forever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we're we're running close to the end of time here. So I'll. I want to close this interview, but before we do that, Dave, I mean, we always say here at 2000 Books, there's no learning without action. So if you could look back at the interview or at the book or your experience with entrepreneurs over the years, what would be three specific action items or homework that you would give them in terms of the art of people? Sure. So, I mean, we talked about two of them and I'll add a third. So, you know, we talked about, you know, forming an advisory board. I think that's a very, very powerful action step. We talked about uh, making introductions. I think that's a really powerful action step. The last one I'll share uh, is that we didn't talk a lot about gratitude, but I'm a really, really big fan of gratitude to change your mood, to change your mindset. And the, the easiest way to do that is to write handwritten thank you cards. It's an extremely powerful practice. And so uh, those would be my, my three action items for folks. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Dave. It's been a lot of learning. And I know we've just scratched the surface of the art of people. So tell our listeners how to get a hold of you, where to find the book and all the good stuff. Sure. It's available uh, worldwide on Amazon and bookstores everywhere. Art of People, 11 Simple People Skills that will get you everything you want. And anyone has questions, comments, anytime. I've got a couple companies. They're both named Likeable, Likeable Local and Likeable Media. And uh, you can look me up by name uh, on pretty much every social network. And uh, responsiveness is one of my core values. So if you have any questions at all, shoot me a, a, a question via a social network and I will be sure to get back to you. Great. Well, thank you very much, Dave. Thanks so much for having me. So, my ambitious friends, I have two important questions for you. First off, are you just listening to these podcasts or are you really taking action on them? Because in this world, there are no results without action. The best thing you can do right now as you've listened to this podcast is to go download the free action guide of this interview at 2000books.com summary and start working on that action guide. Edgar Dale's research, which is now known as the cone of learning, has shown that one of the best ways to retain what you learn is to move from passive learning mode to taking action on the ideas. And that way you remember up to 90% of what you just learned even two weeks from now, compare that to 10% if you just read something. So don't let this time you invested in listening to this podcast go to waste. Go get the action guide for free at 2000books.com slash summary, or you can text the word summary to 44222 
and we will send you access to the action guide. Okay, here's the second question I have for you. Are you a visual learner? Because I am. I'm a very visual learner, and I often find that the wonderful ideas I read or listen to get lost in my mind somewhere. A few days later, I just can't place them in my mind. So I started creating mind maps of everything I was learning. These mind maps make it really easy for me to get a big picture overview of a book and also zoom into the smallest possible details with a couple of clicks. Also, the ideas are visually laid out for me to see and hence they don't get muddled in my mind. You remember the old adage, a picture is worth a thousand words? Well, I think these mind maps are the closest things to a picture of the book, a snapshot of the book. So if you would like to get this book's mind map for free, go to 2000books.com slash summary, or you can text the word summary to 44222, and we will send you the mind map. So a lot of you have asked me how I consume seven books a week. Well, I do read a lot, but I also listen to audiobooks when I'm driving, when I'm working out, when I'm running errands, when I'm out running. It's such a great use of my time. And not only that, I listen to the books at three times the normal speed. Yeah, it's 3x. So I consume a six-hour-long book in two hours flat. I just love Audible for that. And I've been using it for years now. And right now, you can give Audible a try by signing up for a free trial membership and get any audiobook in their library for free. And if you don't like it, just cancel the trial membership and you won't be charged anything. However, you still get to keep the audiobook forever for free. So to avail this offer, just head on over to 2000books.com slash free. That's 2000books.com slash F-R-E-E free. Well, until next time, my ambitious friends, go out and live a courageous life.